Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. fantasy are you a veteran either way you can better your chances of winning money and lots of it by going to dailyroto.com multiple people have become millionaires thanks to the guys at daily roto why not take advice from the experts you can become a millionaire too just go to dailyroto.com to rock daily fantasy sports Weekend Fantasy Update. Love Sterling Shepard before he broke his thumb. People like Evan Ingram a lot. So there is a number one overall running back, potential wide receiver two, a tight end one, and who knows what Golden Tate will be, all on this team that people expect to be terrible. So uh, why do we expect them to win five games, including myself, when I went through this schedule? What the heck am I missing? Maybe O'Hara's right. Maybe they go 10 and 6. You are you're kidding yourself. <laughs> Saturday and Sunday, 9 a.m. to noon Eastern, on the Fantasy Sports Network and on your popular podcast providers. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You worked all week. Work, 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 work. You didn't have time to look at your fantasy lineups. Son of a But don't be afraid. That's why we give you Weekend Fantasy Update. Welcome back for hour number two. Uh, weekend fantasy update. Talking drafts. Happy draft weekend. And I'll, I'll do one minor baseball topic because I, I'm going to set it up really quickly because I think George might talk about it for 18 minutes into the next segment. I'm telling you. Now I, I will. I don't care what the topic is. I didn't mind the uniforms last night in Major League Baseball. It was sort of the MLB's version of color rush, the all white, the all black. The, it's done in tandem with the nicknames. By the way, are they doing it all weekend, George? Yes, they are. Yeah, so uh, I thought so. But um, it, so players' nicknames on the back. Last night they wore all white uniforms uh, versus all black uniforms. The pitchers were wearing black hats, uh, presumably not to distract the hitters. But uh, I didn't mind them. I, I never get I never get that bent out of shape about like color rush or, or these types of uniforms switching it up. Now I thought the NFL got carried away when they were constantly rolling out those throwback uniforms, namely the Steelers Bumblebee uniforms. I thought they looked ridiculous, but uh, I don't mind them mixing it up once in a while. And this is just that person. They play 162 games. They mainly wear the same stuff, especially the Yankees. I think it's okay to mix it up. I'm not buying those jerseys. It's obviously what it's for, George, but I'm not buying those, so what do I care? I'm glad you know why, what it's for because that's the only reason they're doing this. It's all yeah. about money, and that bothers yeah, me in the it. first place, by the way. I mean, this is the Yankees versus the Dodgers last night, and you're not watching the traditional uniforms. That's that, is actually a, that is actually a great point because mm-hmm. those two teams should wear their regular unis for at least one game. It's it's just idiotic. But the, don't don't kid yourself. There's a reason Major League Baseball did it this weekend because the Yankees were playing the Dodgers. A lot of eyeballs on that uh, series. So sure. that's absolutely why they did it this uh, weekend. Uh, I'm not listen. You're someone like me who watches the games 
a lot all the games for that matter. I can't tell who's who with these uniforms. It's very difficult. Just turn on the game. <clears throat> who's up at bat? Is that yeah. Toronto? I, I can't even tell. And, you know, I don't know who which team's wearing the white, which team's wearing the black. You know, I, I assume the home team is wearing the white. Generally, it's generally the way it works, but not for every team. So uh, I couldn't. It was just it just annoyed me. It annoyed me greatly. It annoyed John Lester yesterday. Uh, as you said, uh, he wouldn't wear the uh, the black cap. I don't know what his reasoning was for it, but he wouldn't wear it. Uh, maybe because the rest of his teammates weren't wearing it because they, they were allowed to wear the white. The pitcher's not. Because, as you said, the ball might get lost in there, and uh, if the batter can't pick it up, maybe gets drilled in the head, that sort of thing. That's why uh, the pitcher had to wear a different colored uh, cap. Uh, so they ended up being old. The Cubs wore their normal blue caps, <laughs> blue cup caps. Uh, I don't know what his reasoning was. I didn't read that much into it. I, I imagine he's going to say because I want to be look the same as the rest of my teammates, something like that. Well, yeah. the black cat means he's the bad guy? I don't know. You know like I said, I'm Probably the here. former, not the latter. How about you, I would Marina? assume. I want to assume no, that, ahead. but hey, yeah. hey, I'm not done with my rant yet. Okay? <laughs> it's my turn. I'm going to talk three hours about this tomorrow with Jim Day, by the way. It's all I'm going to do is rant about uh, these uniforms. I actually am done, but uh, it, it looked like to me like it was the battle of good versus evil, black versus yeah. white, yeah. you know, or the so who the, the I think I put on Twitter the dark side, you know, versus those who have seen the light, a field of dreams, which looks very similar to me, where they're all wearing the white uniforms. There was an episode of Battlestar Galactica back in the day where they looked just like those white uniforms because they were transferred like the, to a heavenish type place. It was weird. wow, oh. and it brought me back to that too. It was like holy god. So no, wasn't a fan, not a okay. fan. Thought my TV so lost color for a second. So, Galena, tell me, A, how you feel. And, two, another thing I thought of, I would like to see at some point, especially in a series like Yankees-Dodgers, to have them both wear their home unis. And I'll, I'll, I'll set it up for you to comment. This was something that was. No! This is something that was an occurrence of very that. often historically in college football where, say, Alabama would play Tennessee and they both wore their home uniforms, or UCLA played USC and they both wear their home uniforms, so nobody wore their whites. They wore their colored jerseys, blue versus Trojan uh, maroon or, or whatever it was. So give me your thoughts on that. But first, did you like the white and blacks? Not really, and it was almost like insulting to me based on uh, piggybacking on what you guys had said earlier because it's just a money grab, right? I mean, that's just yeah, a, a way to sell uh, new merchandise. And interesting that the Yankees were wearing uh, all black because the Yankees are known as the evil empire. So, like, uh, taking on uh, what uh, George had said, yeah, good versus eagle, there you go. Dun, dun, so, dun, uh, dun, 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 big dun. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, yeah. Our evil Canadian uh, pitcher and our evil players hit five home runs off the best pitcher in baseball yeah i was more annoyed that uh, a-rod was in the booth uh, doing the game he's with the terrible turned it off <laughs> so the, the odd thing about the i'm so glad you brought that up the odd thing about a-rod is when he first started doing tv and he was in the studio he was good and now he's on broadcast and he's bad what happened yeah. maybe he's just not a color analyst uh, he, he was a guest on uh, Danica Patrick's podcast, which I didn't listen to, but supposedly he's had years of, now of uh, uh, speaking to the, a therapist, which helped him to become a, what he thinks is a, a better person. And one, I, I, look, yeah, I, I've had it. <laughs> I've had it with him. You know, I like George when when I'm watching the game that he's doing. I, I, I mute the uh, the volume, and uh, just the the, 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 the the nonsense that comes out of his mouth and it's just it's just terrible. You know what? It, you know what the problem is. 
This has always been his problem. I'm glad he's speaking to therapists, and maybe he's a better person. And kudos <laughs> to him and J-Lo. But you know what his problem is? He doesn't know when to stop talking. Just right, right, stop yeah. talking for a minute. Stop when he was a player. Stop talking to the press. You just expound upon topics which you don't know what you're talking about. And if you limit right. sometimes, by the way, silence is golden sometimes, A-Rod. Yes. I know yes, yes. it's an ironic medium for me to say this, but sometimes you need to know when to shut up and let the other people talk. As one of my buddies texted me this morning, he said, I think Cohen left for a few innings because he knew he didn't have any, he couldn't get a word in. So, like, he didn't even need to be there. <laughs> I get it. I get that A-Rod is a star or whatever, but he's becoming unpopular again. He actually yeah. somehow made a comeback into where people liked him because he was good in the studio and he was with Frank Thomas and for a stretch there, His Pete PR Rose, who was, was a disaster. Enough. Well, him and Ortiz, My God. they had that little a, give and take, two which was fun to jobs. watch, right? When he was in studio, him and Ortiz, you know, the Yankee versus Red yeah. Sox thing was fun to That's watch good. And, and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So, but, but I, uh, hey, I hope this never happens, but with the uh, this is going off topic a little bit, but the way him and uh, JLo are carrying on in social media, uh, you know, with their relationship, God forbid they ever get, get uh, they break up because, uh, you know, it's just ridiculous. I mean, it's just a rod go away. But this part, right? It's exactly. I think you express what a lot of people feel. Clearly, there are many people out there that genuinely hate him. But I think a bigger I part of it those. is like, can you? Can you? Ju- you are one of those. I can. I, I can never forgive him. I'm, I have a tough time with him. Uh, guys like Ryan Braun, A Rod, who blamed everybody, anybody, yeah, and yeah. everybody, but themselves. It was, with Braun, remember he got the, he had the FedEx guy fired because with the tainted yeah. with yeah. the sample. A Rod blamed everybody, the Yankee doctors, yep. Cashman, everybody. Oh yeah, well, yeah, I did it. Once they finally get, I did it. You know, and now it's it's all everything's okay. So yeah, I, I can't stand these players. I mean, really can't stand. I can't stand Braun, A Rod. I, like I said, as soon as he was on last night, turned it off, and I was <laughs> peed, peed off that. It, it didn't go. I thought, oh, it's a half inning. Usually, what they do, half inning, they go away. He was on forever. Yeah, yeah. Yes. You know, and it's like I kept, put, kept putting the volume up. Nope. They didn't oh, know when to go to commercial because he can't stop talking. So <laughs> it, 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 it really, <laughs> but but it's clearly there's a segment of that of the population there like George, but I think many and I've been for when initially I was an A Rod apologist way back in the day. This is before all the steroid stuff. I, I was an apologist. I thought. People gave him a little bit too much heat. He obviously performed well, 2009 World Series, yada, yada, yada. So, but I think many more people are just at this point where Joe is with A-Rod. Like, can you just go away, please, and stop talking and infiltrating (laughs) social media? And my wife has got to talk about you now because she watches a gossip show and she's engaged to J-Lo and like, oh, isn't that sweet? Like, no. It's a big phony. She's been married four times. He's he's all over the place. Like, it isn't a big deal. I'm glad you found romance. I don't care. And please stop talking. Let Dave Cohn talk. Let Jessica Mendoza talk for a little while. He's just, I I just always think, literally, that's been his biggest problem. I think A-Rod is somebody that's became massively wealthy and was an incredible baseball player, steroids or not. But he got himself into a state whereby... Since he was hanging out with famous, powerful people, Warren Buffett, famously friends with Warren Buffett, I don't know what that friendship actually is like, but I think it has convinced him that he is smarter than he is, and I don't mean to say that in a rude way, but I think he thinks he has a lot of important things to say, 
And really, we just want to hear you talk about baseball. You want to talk about your marriage to J-Lo? Great. Happy for you. I don't care. But let's just talk about baseball and stop and let the other people talk. Make it a conversation. I just think that's where it's gotten with him in the booth, Joe. Yeah, yeah, I absolutely uh, agree with you a thousand percent. And uh, I kind of don't even want to talk about him anymore right now. So Right, and then, like, it's it's all going to get cleaned out, too. And poor Matt Fesgersian, the play-by-play guy, he's going to get cleaned out. They're going to blame Jessica Ooh. Mendoza. It's like a big I, – I don't know what I like happened. Her. I think she's a good – she, she is good. The broadcast. Yeah. Yeah. And but people crap on her because the, the, the one guy's screwing the whole thing up. I just yeah, don't yeah. know what happened. I don't know why he was good in studio and is bad uh, as an analyst. But I, I think that's obviously a different skill set, which he isn't perfecting right now. Anyway, uh, the uniforms, <laughs> the uniforms, mm. you don't like it. Uh, the home right uniform, by the way, of uh, having them both wear their both home uniforms. You want white on white? This would be a nah. Disaster. It just wouldn't work. It probably wouldn't work. I but hate one's the spring got training games where they're both wearing. You know, the Yankees always wear their blue in spring training, and when yeah, they're at yeah. home, other teams wear their roads, which are their darks. So they play the Atlanta Braves. It's blue on blue. It's like what yeah. the hell? You give me a rest game that counts here, white on white? No, no. I have it's no problem football, with different though. colors. Still, it's it's, it's you can't tell who's who out there, and it drives me insane. No. No, it's not just it's even not, the, Yankee the color grays are iconic at this point, in my opinion. Yeah, it's okay. So, it's okay. They yeah. are. Well, they are yeah. iconic. And the Dodgers, too. Those yeah, two those teams two, more, more than, two, more, the, more than anybody sport, else. Maybe. That's right. They, they are. Yep. I would say so. Socks, maybe. But um, in any event, um, like I'm okay with the uniforms, but uh, so, yeah. So that's it. That's our, our baseball rant. Um, that was good. <laughs> we got about 14 minutes in there. Um, I, it didn't mean to be an A-Rod thing, but I'm glad he – it was – well, did you, guys watch that, we just, did you guys watch that Sunday night game, uh, the Yankee Red Sox Sunday night game? Night? The one where uh, – speaking of the broadcast, where J-Lo brought the cake into the uh, the broadcast booth. Oh, my God. I, I wasn't going to bring it up. I walked Galena, away. Galena's <laughs> going to freak out because I, I was I, thinking I of it. I because – they, there was a picture of it later. No one touched the cake. No one had the cake. Yeah. It, was all, it was all fake. Yeah. Because yeah. when everyone was, when was gone, no one had the cake. Was full, it was full cake. No one even had a slice. No one even looked and the he didn't, thing. And he didn't really want to seem to want to be a part of it. It just right, got right. super awkward. Yeah. And to Mike's point before, my wife is a huge J-Lo fan. And you're right. It has, you know, they're, they're a beautiful couple. Well, who gives a damn? I mean, like you said, J-Lo's been married and divorced, what, three or four times? And, uh, yeah. yeah. You know, there's there's a Weird Al no song where uh, Weird Al makes fun of that. Uh, there's one line song where I think it's about uh, gossip, uh, you know, those magazines, the Star magazine, stuff like that, where he says, uh, you know, I, I got to buy this. I got to find out who J-Lo is marrying this week. You know, it's this yeah, right. yeah, yeah, line yeah. about her. Yeah, I, she's, she's had so many high-profile relationships. I can't remember who she's married and hasn't. She was married to Mark Anthony, famously dated Ben Affleck and Puffy. I think she was engaged dancers, to both of them. She was, yeah, yeah, she was married to other people <laughs> in the past. Like it's at least three marriges in, and if I was many high-profile like relationships. I don't know about that. I don't know. Come on. We haven't seen think, each other uh, personally in a while. But. <laughs> I didn't hey, how about the TV yeah. show, by the way? <laughs> the TV show with uh, Shades of Blue with Ray Liotta? That wasn't a bad TV show. Yeah, my wife used to watch that show a lot. She loved it. I like what Ray Liotta, this? so I watched. Yeah. Uh, well, it was a cop show. Yeah, it's a cop show. New York, based in New York. Ray Liotta. Okay. I know Ray Liotta. So, uh, so what was what's the tie-in? She was on it? She yeah. started it. Oh, I didn't know. I don't really watch yeah. a lot of regular TV. I, just, I really don't. 
I, I, it's, I'm weird like that. I, I wouldn't say you missed I, anything, but I, it was, it was yeah, a solid that's right. show. I stopped Holy watching it after a while. My wife kept up with it. But it nice to see the Yankees putting a spanking on the Dodgers, right? What yeah, about yeah, let's bring it back them, to sports. Uh, walking, walking Sanchez to get to DD, and he hits a grand slam last night. I How love about D. that Gregoris. one? Easily my it favorite was the right Yankee move. player. It didn't work out for Roberts, but he made the right move. I would have done the same thing. Um, when the Yankees stranded those runners early, second and third, there's nobody out, and they didn't get the run home. I was like, ah, oh, this could be a long night. But then Judge went yard, and uh, I fell asleep. I but to get out to hard. Ryu as well, right? Ryu I know, amazing at home. It, Sterling, I was listening to the early part of the broadcast on radio, and John Sterling was raving about Ryu. And then I listened to them strand the runners, and I was just like, man, this is gonna be a long night. But Aaron Judge uh, opened the floodgates. So 10-2 win for the Yankees. Big win there. They're coming off of four straight losses. I think they had to yeah. come to L.A. and establish some sort of uh, stopping of the bleeding. And last night did it in a big way. Obviously, you'd like to take one more of these to get a little leg up on the Dodgers. Maybe a slight psychological edge. Uh, two teams that. that are headed towards the best record in baseball, George. But... Uh, nobody thinks they're going to win the World Series because the Dodgers got bullpen problems. And the I'm not so sure the Yankees win the divisional round. Yeah. Chris doesn't think so either. Producers have the <laughs> microphone open, so. <laughs> bad producers. So, bad. That's Chris Bavona, everybody, in the back. You know what? Right. Chris Bavona, so, there he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There uh, we go. Just shut the mics off, guys. There. Shut the mics <laughs> off in the control room. There we go. Let's keep it professional. Good to know they're not so, listening to the show. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Thanks, thanks Somebody guys. Thank you so much. That's right. Thanks. Thank you, Pavona. You should be sorry, Appreciate Chris. it. Just anything else you guys want to talk about? No? <laughs> uh, so you may come in on the J-Lo thing. So what do you think of J-Lo, Pavona? Uh, J-Lo, A-Rod. You guys completely rooting. like A-Rod needs to go away. And you know what? Just go away with J-Lo somewhere and – have fun, stay away from other women and media, and this is, they got to go away. Period. Yeah, yeah. I think this. I think that's really there's zero the chance way most that, that that's a, uh, a monogamous relationship. Come on, man. For the no way. You don't think uh, they're gonna grow old together? Okay. Come on. Oh, they might, but there's just no, no chance that you on either side. The What's the uh, odds on that happening in the big sports book? Excuse me. We'll talk about weekend wagers next. George, on either side, too. <laughs> on either side. Oh, yeah, that thing's, that thing's wide open. There's zero chance. Wide zero open. chance. Cam Stewart and I will right. talk about that on Weekend Wages. We'll be right back. The window. One thing about the Patriots, they will overcome it. They overcome Edelman suspension, Brady suspension, Bronkowski missing in time, uh, Josh Gordon missing time last year uh, and the rest of the season due to injury. It doesn't matter. This team just rolls on. It never matters. Chandler Jones gone. Richard Seymour back in the day gone. They just keep turning over the roster. The only constant is Belichick and Brady and Edelman to a lesser extent. But they keep rolling. Watch live weekdays 4 to 5 p.m. Eastern on the FNTSY YouTube channel. What's your IRS problem? Do you owe back taxes? Is there a lien placed on your property? Have your bank accounts been frozen or seized? Have your wages been garnished? Are you being audited by the IRS? Are they sending you letters that demand actions and have urgent due dates? Well, solving your tax problems is as easy as calling Taxes 321. The IRS is the largest collection agency in the world. 
You need the best representation to give you peace of mind. You need experienced professionals that can cut through the red tape and stop the collection process. If you have a serious problem with the IRS, call the Taxes 321 Network for today. We'll get them off your back. 800-961-3631-800-961-3631-800-961-3631-800-961-3631. Do you want two risk-free wagers up to $1,000? If so, go to pointsbet.com forward slash grid. Open yourself up a PointsBet sports wagering account. Enter the promo code GRID and you'll get two risk-free bets of up to $1,000. In addition to traditional betting, PointsBets also offers its own betting concept where customers, they're rewarded by how much they win their bet. That's pointsbet.com forward slash grid. Enter the promo code GRID and get your two risk-free bets of up to $1,000 today. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 21 and over. New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details. Fantasy football frenzy. Everybody was thinking Deion Lewis was going to be the go-to guy right out of the gate because Henry the year before really hadn't set himself apart. The good thing this year is that nobody's looking at Lewis. And you can get him in the 11th or 12th round in some drafts even later than that. This is a guy who finished last year as RB27. I don't think he falls too far off of that because if you can get him in the 12th round, I think he's a good pickup. Watch live weekdays 1 to 2 p.m. Eastern on the FNTSY YouTube channel. Welcome back to Weekend Fantasy Update. Mike, Joe, and George. You can find us on Twitter at FNTSY Radio. I'm at Mike Blewett. Joe is at Joe Galina, G-A-L-L-I-N-A. And George is at George Kurtz, K-U-R-T-Z. So, uh, all right. So, we talked a little bit about the injuries from last night's game. Let's get into the game a little bit. Um, The unexpected A-Rod baseball rant, I think, was well worth our time. We've uh, really sorted that out. And by the way, the unfortunate part is, you know, we're going to be subjected to it for multiple more years, at least. So uh, let's let's talk about the games last night. George, go to you first on this one. The the Bucks and the Browns both look pretty bad offensively. And I think the first thing is that the Bucks offensive line is bad. And I know people are hyped up about Jameis and matching him with, Bro, uh, with Bruce Arians, but if last night is even a snippet of what's going to happen, they're going to have big problems. He was on the run. He got sacked five times in the first half. They took seven sacks overall. And even in the times when Jameis wasn't getting sacked, he was overthrowing the ball, 9 of 19. He didn't look good. He didn't look comfortable at all. Not all his fault because he's not comfortable, but if that's the environment you're playing in, He's going to have to take it to another level. I don't know if he has that. Well, first, I'm not. I'm not going to overreact with uh, a preseason game, even week three. Uh, I'm just not. No one's truly game planning yet. They game plan a little bit more in game week three, but you know, it, they're all. No one's giving away stake secrets here. That being said, you don't want to get your quarterback killed. So there's no way Arians was thrilled about what was going on. Uh, I mean, it, Cleveland was in the backfield constantly. You know, Winston was uh, rarely able to stand in his pocket here. But we're not going to panic about Baker Mayfield. Right? He was terrible, too, in this game. I think it was 10 of 26. This wasn't, it wasn't a very well, well-played well football game. I think what yeah. you're sort of seeing now is, you know, the players, they want to get this over with. You know, they want to get the regular season started. They're done. Uh, you know, training camp for the most part's over now. So he's, he's just getting the practices and get get the season on him. So I think some, some players aren't taking this completely seriously. You know, Rashard sort of Higgins thing. actually so, said that after the game. It's a good point, George. Rashard Higgins actually said that after the game. He said he didn't think 
maybe they weren't as focused. He said maybe they were looking towards week one. It was a moment of honesty, which you don't often get from NFL players, but he that's sort of what he said was what you're claiming. And I, I think I, I don't blame these guys for that. You know, it's, it's spring training. We say the same thing, right? Last 10 days, no one wants to play these freaking games. You're ready to play. You're ready for the season. Let's go. You know, duh. so I think that's what's going on here. So I try not to overreact to it too much. You know, uh, let's face it. Uh, is anybody dropping Baker Mayfield down their rankings all of a sudden out of a top 10 because of what happened last night? No. No. Maybe drop a slot or two, but he, I don't think he should be a top five quarterback anyway. You know, Winston's a quarterback too. You know, I never had, I never had bought the hype that he's going to be a quarterback one. I think he's going to have a lot of chance to throw the football a ton this year because Tampa has no defense. So they'll be trailing in a lot of games. They'll play a lot of shootouts. I think uh, fantasy-wise, yes, he'll make a good quarterback. But I don't, I'm not going to put him in my top ten. I think that's kind of silly there. So, like I said, I don't think anything really came out of last night that really worries me too much. You know, people were panicking about uh, Arizona last week because, once again, you know, Murray didn't look very good. But And I think Arizona will struggle some, but they're not showing it. They're not showing their offense. Everything's vanilla right now. They're not, no one's showing anything until week one. So I, I don't want to – like I said, bottom line is I don't want to overreact to anything that I'm really seeing in preseason. I watch preseason for two reasons. You know, to see, uh, guys coming back from injury – and battles, you know, well, positional battles, just to, get, just to get an idea. Everything else is really um, just, just background fodder, and I'm not going to, like I said, I'm not going to, oh, my God, and panic about Mike Evans because of what I saw last night. So to that point on the positional battles, Joe, we've seen Daria Gungbawale's name come up a fair amount as somebody that might be challenging Ronald Jones, maybe even Peyton Barber. you got Andre Ellington there. He's got familiarity with Bruce Arians. How do you sort of expect this Bucks running back core to play out? Because, yeah, Ronald Jones was a second-round pick, but it still seems like between being banged up and ineffective, he may have lost uh, some footing in the depth chart all overall. Yeah, the key is is that you, you may have been uh, a second-round pick, but he's not Arians' uh, second-round pick. And That's the right. fact that you mentioned uh, the familiarity uh, with Andre Ellington doesn't mean that Andre Ellington's going to be the RB1 on this team, but it, uh, I expect maybe Barber to probably be, if, if this backfield is going to have a primary back, it'll probably be him to start, and uh, it's going to be crucial uh, in, in helping Winston in, uh, in terms of uh, his uh, production this season to have at least some kind of a running game going. But I think in, in the early stages, it's going to be ugly. And, uh, you know, to, to George's point, uh, I think this is going to be a, a team that's going to throw the ball a lot by necessity based on uh, them probably playing from behind. And uh, I agree with George in terms of, you know, not putting too much credence on, on, on what's happened. But I'll tell you one thing, since we're talking Bucks browns I'd like to see – we talked about A-Rod – Shut the hell up. But how about Baker Mayfield uh, does the same thing? Because this guy, uh, why is he you know, worried about what the Giants did with Daniel Jones? I mean, uh, first he was getting involved with the Duke Johnson contract situation. Shut the hell yeah. up. You have talent, but you're painted a big target on your back. <laughs> Defensive linemen are going to want to take you and grind you into the ground. Just stop listening to OBJ. Don't worry about the Giants. Worry about the Browns this year. I'll say this. I, I do think he was taken out of context here. I thought the explanation made sense. I think the reporter pieced together a couple of things that made it look like he was trash-talking Daniel Jones, and I don't think he was in this scenario. But I think both points could be true. I think that he could be taken out of context, and he still just has a lot to say, George. I, I, 
he's still not at a point. I, unfortunately, I, I think just think this is his personality, and I, I think he's going to step into some things at times. He'll maybe learn that being a quarterback in the NFL, people just don't really – they want to see you be a leader in different ways. Um, so I, I just don't think Baker's ever really going to keep quiet, but I, I do think he was taken out of context in this scenario, George. I think you're both right. Uh, one thing we know for sure, Baker Mayfield, <laughs> not shy. All right, not shy at all to voice his opinion. He yeah. does need to shut up. You don't talk about other players and other teams. I mean, you just don't. I understand this was from April or whenever it was. And I, like you said, Mike, I do think it was taken probably out of context. It's a magazine reporter, not someone who's trying to get a relationship with Baker. You know, not like a reporter covers the Baker daily, so that they wouldn't do that. But a magazine reporter certainly would. They're trying to make a story here. But once again, why even talk about Daniel Jones? And why would you say anything negative at all? You just don't do that. You know, it's, you had to know it's going to get out there. Yeah, you had to know this. Uh, what Joe just said about surprised. Johnson I was surprised is 100% too. correct. You don't talk about another man's money. You don't do it. Jason yeah, Wittenchalk uh, got some heat the, this week for agreeing with that, uh, what Jerry Jones said was funny about the uh, uh, the joke about Ezekiel Elliott. Even though he didn't really he comment did. about Ezekiel, but he still caught some heat because that's, once again, you're sort of talking about someone's money here. You just don't do it. You know, that uh, it's business. We all know... Uh, in the summer, that's when the business happens. You don't talk about another man's money. Baker, you would think, would learn this. You would think people are teaching him this. I think, listen, he's the kind of quarterback I want on my on my football team because I want to, uh, I don't want a shy guy. I probably don't want someone as boisterous as him either. I want somewhere in between. But I'd rather have the Baker May- Mayfield type than the guy who's, you know, you know barely whispering. You know, so I, I, I don't think I, I, I don't crush him for it. But learn. Learn your lessons here. I think you're going to be a really good NFL quarterback, but you have to learn your lessons, or you're going to turn some people the wrong way. The biggest guys, the biggest thing for the Browns this for me this season is how Kitchens can manage all these personalities. I totally agree. Uh, Joe, right. Joe Torrey for the Yankees was never a great manager. He was not a good tactician at all, but he was great at managing all the personalities. He got them all to play and not want to kill each other, kill him, kill the fans, kill Steinbrenner, you know, and everything else. That's what he was good at. Yeah, we're he also Yankees had an unusually he also had an unusually responsible player that he could have as an anchor for all for whatever you can say about the end of Jeter's career as a young player he was extremely mature responsible in regards to baseball and, and I don't I think those players can be a rarity the Patriots have it obviously so that comes in line with it too. But if if bake if things do if things go off the tracks a little bit this year, look out. Oh, it could be it'll be a lot of fun. <laughs> it'll be a lot of fun for yeah. us if things go off the tracks. We're talking about them every week. Media. Yeah, hell yeah. Beckham, Landry, uh, Mayfield. It'll, it'll be a lot of fun. Listen, uh, for our job, we actually want things to go off the track, right? Be great. Sure. Uh, hell yeah. yeah. A lot, lot of stuff to talk about here. But I was gonna bring up remember the '70s Yankees. We're all Yankee fans. We're all of that age where we watch this team. This is where the uh, first the phrase came: 25, uh, 25 players, twenty five cabs. Because they all hated each other pretty much. They was fighting all the time. You know, Billy Martin was fighting. Hell, he was fighting you know, between reporters, he was fighting salesmen, those and, players. Uh, Reggie Jackson. Yeah, I mean, uh, so, uh, you know, Tori, Tori did a great job bringing everybody together. You know, I think that's what, uh, you mentioned Bill Belichick does the same thing. And he does it probably in a more authoritarian way, my way or the highway. You know, but uh, how does Kitchens handle that? You know, if he can yeah. do it, uh, I don't think he needs to be great, but if he can do a solid job, well, that'll go a long way for this team because the talent's there. But if he's uh, if the inmates are running the asylum here, good luck. 
And, Joe, the, like the reason Kitchens really has this job is because he's got a relationship with Baker, and I think they find him to be right. an innovative play caller. And that right. remains to be seen, but I, I do think there's evidence, some evidence of it. Um, mm-hmm. It's a much bigger job now, though. It just is. Sure. Yeah. And like George, I like a quarterback that uh, exudes confidence. And uh, I, I don't want him to be a timid guy that hides from the media in the corner of the locker room. But at the same time, could you put at least – one or two winning seasons together before you start acting like, you know, <laughs> an ass. Yeah. Uh, and no. you're right. Uh, Kitchens does have a, a big job uh, ahead of him managing all those uh, diverse personalities. So it's going to be a, a fun uh, season in, to watch Look, Cleveland Bra- develop. I, I think everything you guys say is fine. The Browns know who they drafted. Baker was acting yeah. a fool in college. Grabbing yeah. his crotch, middle fingers, running away from cops. It's all young guy stuff, and you hope he grows out of it. And I, I don't mind him talking a little bit of trash. I think he's got to retire the Hugh Jackson stuff, and I haven't heard anything about it in a while. And we'll see. We'll, we'll just see how it goes because with great expectations come great responsibility, and, and here we are. People are, have the Browns' <laughs> oh, favor thank you. to win the division. It, it, you know, they're favored to win the division against two teams that have been cornerstones of the AFC for a long time now in in their division. So it's not going to be handed to them this year. We'll see how it goes. So, uh, so Bills, Lions, we talked a little bit about the injury stuff there. Uh, but on both on in both of these games, we have you know, backfields that we're trying to figure out. So, Joe, I'll throw it back. uh, George, I'll throw it to you this time first on the Bills' backfield. Uh, Nobody's drafting any of these guys high. So how do you expect it to play out in the Bills' backfield? I think the Bills made such a mistake in not trading LaShawn McCoy when they had the chance. All right, they they were going nowhere. You should have traded for value when you had the chance. Uh, Listen, I think McCoy gets... Mainly because he's McCoy, you know, possibly a future Hall of Famer. He's making the money, so he gets the first chance to fail. Or maybe two chances mm-hmm. to fail before they'll make that change. You know, and I, I think they should make that change. All right, let, let's deal him at the deadline, too. You wouldn't get nothing. Because, once again, if, if you could deal him at the deadline, it means having a, uh, he looks good again, right? Having a good season, which means you're gonna, you might want him. You know, mm-hmm. so I think the time of dealing was probably last year. You know, not that he would have brought back a you. Uh, you know a gold mine, but they should have they should have moved them. You, they were going nowhere last year. They they had to be able to see that that they were going. The rebuild nowhere. started, so yeah. The rebuild started in earnest last year. They started from the beginning, of the time McDermott got there. He got them to the playoffs, but they noticeably, to your point, changed the roster around, and you knew last year was going to be an off year. Yeah, they they made a mistake. I mean, when you look at this team, guys. I mean, even if you want to believe in the running game, and any of them. And they have a bunch. They have a whole, a whole slew. Young, old, they got everybody. McCoy, Gore. Yeah, they do. You know, uh, Yeldon. Uh, the, the Singletary. Uh, I, I kind of like Singletary. And, and if you're Me playing too. in a keeper league, by the way, or a dynasty league, and you could take him later on, I, I'd like the Singletary uh, as far as a draft pick. But the problem is, who's he throwing the ball to? Brown? Beasley? I mean, if you're playing, Say if you're Jones. a defensive coordinator, you're, you're going to stop the yeah, Say Jones. Try not to be naked in the hotel room, Zay. Uh, you know, hey, made one tr- mistake, uh, one freaking mistake. If there's a place to be yeah, naked, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure that's always. Well, I meant the whole the hotel corridor, by the way. Yeah, that's the problem. The, uh, Just the stay hallway. in your room. Just stay in the room. Stay in your room. You yeah, got lost. You got lost. You got lost. Yeah, no it happens, being right? Naked, yeah, naked hotels in your hotel can be very room, confusing. That's fine. But there's nowhere to throw the <laughs> they ball. They really to. could. If, if if Mike Blue is a defensive coordinator, aren't you stopping the run? 
he'll force you know uh, Allen to throw to any of these guys. I, yeah. I just don't see it. Just don't see it. So that's my biggest issue. I think Buffalo love their defense. I think it's a championship caliber caliber defense, probably a top five defense. But that offense is is has got a lot of <laughs> has a lot to prove here. I always get annoyed when a team they have a young quarterback. You want to build around the quarterback. It's anybody. You know, as a young quarterback, and then you don't surround him with any freaking talent to throw to. He has none. I mean, none. He has, I, I don't agree. think there's a wide receiver two on NFL wide receiver two on this team. Certainly not a tight end one on this team. All right, and you know, it's like, what? How can you judge if he can be the the future quarterback? Yeah, we know he can run. He's much more athletic than I ever thought he was. Yeah, but we know he can run. But you keep having him run, you're gonna put him in the hospital. It's a matter of time. You know, so I just annoyed you. You've had two years now, and yet you have nobody to throw to. Trey White got banged up last night, too, so he came out of the game. We'll see. Just keep an eye on that. He's arguably their best defensive player. They they have a chance, and I was just watching a little bit last night. Like, they're the type of defense that I think is going to bully people. I think they can actually be good enough to do that, but Edmonds has got an attitude. Trey White is obviously already really good. Um They've got good players up and down the line. Ed Oliver was just a steal of a pick, uh, even at nine in the first round. I, I think he could be a game-changing defensive player in the league. So I, I think they have a chance to bully people. But, Joe, I want to throw it to you for the backfield. How are you approaching this in drafts, and what do you, how do you suspect it to hang out? Forget keeper leagues. We all know Singletary is an asset there. What about this year redraft? Do you want any of these guys? McCoy's going so right. late. Right, right. Now, I don't, I don't want any of them, I'll tell you, except Devin Singletary, even even though yeah, he's probably better in a keeper league. But I like him by the end of the season to take over this backfield. I don't even know if all four of these guys are going to be on the make, make the 53-man uh, cut. I mean, uh, it'd be, you know, Frank Gore, LaShawn McCoy, TJ Yeldon. Uh, but uh, Devin Singletary, I, I like him as a sleeper uh, later in drafts where you could get him. I think he takes like over the TJ backfield Yeldon. by the end. I like T.J. Yeltsin as a player. I think what he's given the opportunity hasn't uh, come through. Like I, I looked at his because he's, he's not yeah. that guy. Because he's not that guy. I'm saying I like T.J. Yeltsin on my team. He? He's a guy that's a part-time running back. I think exactly. he's the guy part-time. that. Yeah, Which he, means he's, he's not a. Fantasy a he's guy. Not, I I hear you. I hear you. I'm saying as a player, I like him though. I like that they oh, yeah. signed in him real there. Life, yes. Yeah. yeah I like that they signed him in Buffalo to try to create some dynamic play to that offense. To George's point, you don't have a lot of playmakers, but Yeldon in the right role can become that guy. Fantasy, not trapping in your standard redrafts. Yeah, yeah. Depends how deep you Zay Jones, Zay Jones, six TDs in his last seven games with Allen. He's the man. (laughs) You don't even believe that. Come back right after this. Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish. Freddie Freeman, and and I, I really am curious what his numbers are going to look like at the end of the year. He's on pace for 40 and like 130 runs driven in. Sick. So Freeman playing in a lineup, batting in back of Ronald Acuna and Ozzie Albies? Yes, please, give me more of that. Freeman is going to be an RBI monster for years to come. Weekdays, noon to 2 p.m. Eastern on the FNTSY Sports Network and on your popular podcast providers. 
Put your money where your mouth is and take a shot by opening a sports wagering account with FanDuel, New Jersey's largest sports book. Go to FanDuel.com slash grid where you'll receive a free bet of up to $500. That's a free bet of up to $500 when you open a sports wagering account at FanDuel.com slash grid. Point spreads, game totals, props, parlays, and in-game wagering on college and pro sports, and you're in control. Go to FanDuel.com slash grid, open your new account, and claim your free wager of up to $500 today. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 21 and over. New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details. Money Now 100 is not a lender, broker, or agent of any lender or financial advisor. We do not make loans or credit decisions. You must be 18 years or older and a U.S. resident to qualify. This is not an offer or solicitation to lend. I went to MoneyNow100.com and got the $5,000 I needed deposited in my account the next business day. If you need money for any reason, help is here. Go to MoneyNow100.com and get the money you need. Need to pay off credit card debt? Go to MoneyNow100.com. Need your car? repaired need home improvement money visit moneynow100.com if you need fast cash for any reason go to moneynow100.com good bad or no credit at all go to moneynow100.com you could get up to five thousand dollars as soon as the next business day go to moneynow100.com on your phone tablet or computer type in the address bar moneynow100.com that's moneynow the number 100.com the following ad contains shocking material. Listener discretion is advised. Is someone in your family playing a dangerous game of Russian roulette? Over 43,000 people die a year from drug overdose. 120 people a day. Five people every hour. One person every 12 minutes. 88,000 people die every year from alcohol abuse. Over 240 people a day, 10 an hour, one person every six minutes. Somebody you know may be next. Learn how to help someone you love get away from the drugs, alcohol, and bad influences. With the FMLA, people can take a leave of absence from their job and still keep it. Call now and learn how we can help you. 866-484-9621 866-484-9621 That's 866-484-9621 Great call. Foo Fighters. It may not be Genesis in George's mind, but I love them. So... Um, one baseball story. Mind. One baseball story. The Atlanta Braves struck out 26 times last night and won a baseball game. So 14 innings. Kudos to the Mets for striking out 26 of the Braves and losing. Fifth team in MLB history to record 26 strikeouts in a game, and they're the second of those five to lose. That's such a Mets stat. Such a Mets thing to do. <laughs> I know they're playing a lot better, but that's such a Mets thing, Joe. Yeah. Uh, and DeGrom hit a home run. How about that? But you're right. That is a, a you know, that, that Mets are just like a, a lovable. I don't, you can't call them losers, but just the, if there's going to be a wacky stat like that, you're right. It's going to be the Mets that are going to, you know, be behind it's it. A, it's just a very Mets. It's a very Mets thing to do. It just is. Mm-hmm. You know, they. DeGrom hits a homer, strikes out 13 guys, and nobody helped him do anything, George. <laughs> right, right. right. I believe there was a uh, DeGrom stat coming in uh, that I saw uh, before the game against the Braves yesterday that in his last 20 starts against the Braves, he has a two a two ERA. I think it was two even. 
or was right around two, whatever it might be. And his record is eight and twelve. Because of course it's it incredible. is incredible. And last night proved it again. Right now it's below two. Hmm. Give up one run. He's supplied the only run with the home run. Didn't get the W. I mean, uh it's really amazing. We've seen this before. There are certain guys. I've even, I've even played in. Uh, I've been on both sides. I pitched uh, for teams uh, in the stickball league where my partner they'd score 18 runs for. I pitched. They can't score at all for. Yeah, you know, <laughs> some guys. I think you you realize with the ground's pitching. All right, we know he's not going to give up any runs. So I think you lose that extra edge because you know you don't need much, and then you don't score much. Yeah, you know, and I also think it's kind of mental too. Then you sort of know it. Oh, we never score for the ground. Never. That that was Mike Fultonavich pitching for Atlanta last night. Guy who struggled all year. Yet the Mets couldn't hit him, so yeah. I think it's in the, I think it's in their heads that when they're on pitch. This was last year Holden as well. He got sent down at one point, right? Yes, he did. He just got brought up about three, four starts ago. So uh, you know, this is a guy the Mets should be hitting. Uh, the fact that someone struck, team struck out twenty six times, and by the way, and still won the game in today's baseball. Anyone really surprised about this? I'm yeah, not. it's if it's going to happen, it's going to happen in twenty nineteen for sure. Mm. Yep. Uh, okay. okay, so George, I, I think the floor is going to be yours because even though you got started on it, you're going to get a chance to finish it. Yeah. The Zeke, Zeke. Elliott rant. So yeah. Jerry made a joke this week. Uh, remind everybody what the joke was that Jerry made. Uh, what was the joke? Oh, Zeke. That's right. Zeke yeah. the Tony Pollard had a yeah, it was uh, after the last preseason game. Last week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. 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 I mean, first off, on this, uh, for Zeke and his agent to be upset about this. Get a life. All right, get. A, are you kidding me? Zeke, who makes you so up? It was obviously a joke. All right, obviously a joke. Generally, guys, um, I'm always on the player side when it comes to getting. Because uh, you know, I had an argument with Gabe about this during one of our shows this week. Well, not an argument, but uh, uh, a debate. You know, he was uh, like, oh, he should fulfill the contract. I mean, owners don't fulfill contracts, right? Contracts are worthless. The only thing that's guaranteed money. After that, the, the owners will rip that up in a heartbeat. That they think it'll help them, All right? So contracts, are, I don't. It doesn't bother the players to hold out for more money, especially running backs. We they sort of get screwed. My problem has always been, I think Zeke picked the wrong year to do this. You know, you've been in trouble pretty much since day one in your career. You've done a lot of things. Maybe nothing as bad as what some of these other players have done, but you know, certainly nothing. You ain't even far from a goody two shoes, All right? So, and as soon as you get exonerated by Goodell, you decide to hold out. You know, I think you should have done this next year. Have one more big year and and, and do this next year. You know, so I, that would have been my first thing there. Second thing is now, now we don't know the exact parameters of the contract Dallas offered on Zeke. Uh, we know it's been reported. I mean, Edward for ESPN reported, who's back at ESPN, uh, reported that uh, it's more than Bell, less than Gurley. So it's number two money. But we don't know the guaranteed money in there. Is it number two guaranteed money? I think Bell got $45 million guaranteed, something like that. So, you know, what, what's the guaranteed money there? I think if it is between those two, it's a fair, it's on a fair contract. Honest, by the way. Yeah, so, uh, it, well, I don't, I'm talking about Gurley. He uh, got more than Le'Veon. 45. Uh, so, yeah, so we need to know that. Assuming that that guaranteed money is in line with what they're saying, they're not lying. Because they, the, they can say the contract's $200 million, but if there's only $20 million guaranteed, that's all that's important. Right. Yeah, that's and fully guaranteed. Fully guaranteed. Like even in the yeah, case of Le'Veon Bell, where there's 35 in guarantees, 27 is fully guaranteed. The other guarantees are like roster bonuses and and everything else that piles on, which will be guaranteed, uh, provided you're on the team. So even it, I, I'm with you uh, in everything you said so far, George, because it is really important for the details to come out before people say, ah, they offered him 50 million bucks. Well, maybe, maybe not. Yeah. 
never people should never believe what you hear the contract is worth. Oh, he's trying a four-year, eighty million dollar contract. No, he really didn't. What's the guaranteed? That's well, the only thing the teams care about. After that, they'll release you in a heartbeat. Uh, I can. I, I want to see what the uh, as you mentioned, what conditions are in there. You know, Zeke has been in trouble, so the Cowboys are going to protect themselves. Uh, they could be yep. once again the, uh, the signing bonus could be tied to roster uh, to when games are on the roster. It wouldn't shock me at all. What happens if he does mm. get suspended again, which would be a heavy suspension next time? I would think he's already gotten a six-game suspension. Uh, Goodell giving him at least one warning, if not two. So we'll see what happens there. Like I said, I think uh, I think Zeke just picked the wrong time to do this. Yeah, that's my only the, issue here. I would have done it after next year. Running backs do get screwed, especially first-round running backs, because the team has you for five years. Yeah, and let's face it, five years, your career may be done. At the end, of the, you may not get a second contract. So I hope in the CBA they do adjust that for running back somehow. I don't know how they would go about this, but I do uh, hope they fix that. But if I was Zeke, I would have done this next year, guys. It really comes down to that. There's very little incentive for the Cowboys. They've got you on the contract for two years, and then they can franchise you for two years. They've got them for four years. You know, so the, if the Cowboys owe you number two money, I mean, you, I don't know. You don't have much to fight with here. What are you going to do? You're going to hold out and not make any money? You're not going anywhere. You're just going to give up your career? You know, you're going to play the bluffing game with Jerry Jones, who now seems to be pissed off. And he's, he should have said what he said. I would have never said that if I was uh, Jerry. You know, I, why I, make I fun of your top player? You know, yeah, I think that's just dumb. But, uh, but maybe it's part of Jerry's negotiating play, too. Some people think it is. I, I've heard that. And I'm, I'm not talking about fans. I'm talking about some people in the industry who think it is his negotiating ploy. To let Zeke know, I think hey, it is. hey, i got Pollard here. Pollard will be okay. We can survive with Pollard. You know, that sort of thing. I do think that that gets done. I do think he'll sign before uh, week uh, week one. But uh, it's a shame it's gotten this far. But this is the serious part now. This is the, you know, it's two weeks before the regular season starts. So they, yeah. they, they really want to get it's him a real in camp deal now. probably this week. Yeah, uh, I'm with you. I, I agree with just, just about everything you said. I, I think the most complicated one, I think this is actually as complicated as this may be. I actually think it's less complicated than the Dak thing because I think they know that they can't pay Dak top money and, and keep all this stuff together. Uh, the fact that Jalen Smith got paid makes it seem more complicated, but I think they they dedicated money to that guy because they know he's an outstanding player. Jalen so, took a more team friendly contract. He did. Uh, and Joe, so a couple of things. George brought up the point of Zeke Elliott. Look, when you're a first-round running back, they've got you for five years, the four initial, the 50-year kicker for the option, and then two franchise tags, conceivably. That's seven years. It's, a, it's an entire lifetime for an NFL running back. Um, you know, If a running back lasts 10 years, that's an incredible run, especially somebody producing at Zeke's level. So you got a couple of things here. There's the Jerry angle, and Jerry is definitely ticked off. Jerry did not like the fact, Joe, that people pushed back on him with the joke. People were like, why would you say that? What is it necessary to say that? Why would you say it? And, Jer- and Jerry very pointedly said to reporters yesterday, I've earned the right to joke with Zeke. I've earned that right. He said it like three times to make sure people understood. And he's earned it. Obviously saying, like, I'm the owner of an NFL team. I've paid him a lot of money. I've been nice to him, supported him through these suspensions, fought for him during these suspensions. Look, you can read all this into the, what he's saying there. And he's not wrong. I still think he shouldn't have said it. But Jerry's not going to really be told what to do. Considering who he is and what he's done, he's not going to really be told what to do. I think that's why he's angry about it. But it still could be part of a negotiating ploy. What do you think? Well, I agree with you guys when I say he, he when you say that he probably shouldn't have said it. Uh, but you know, in watching what happened, it was right after uh, the uh, Cowboys' last preseason game. Just he kind of—I don't, I don't think he gave it much thought when he said it. It just came out. You know, he kind of, you know, just making make a joke about it. But uh, in terms of what the, the Cowboys 
have offered uh, Zeke. The layperson just reading the the article is not you know, do, doing what we do to, to to analyze things like this. You know, it, it's a great strategic move in my in my uh, estimation because look, we're giving you the we're the, making you the second highest paid running back in football. Uh, so look, it shows that they're giving him something, but. If he doesn't take it, the layperson will be like, "Hey, you know, this guy is just a selfish son of a gun when it comes to Zeke." So, uh, you know, you know, like George could probably remember this better than I than I can. But Emmett Smith, similar situation, uh, didn't the deal get done with Emmett Smith after week uh, two or something? He missed the yeah, first two they games went two. of the season. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I I think this gets done. I'm not as confident that it gets done by week one. You know, look, if the Cowboys get off to a little rough start, if they lose to the Giants without, uh, you know, uh, without Zeke in there, it might wake up, uh, you know, it might wake up the uh, the, the Cowboys and Jones. George, so, let, uh, let me do it this way. A little longer. George, let me do it this way for you. What's the percentage chance that he's in camp uh, this week? This week, you're talking Monday to Friday before the week, uh, before the Thursday preseason game. I'd put it somewhere in the 60s, you know, about 60, so. 65%. It might come so. after that game. Okay, so percentage that it's done before week one. I'd probably give you about 20% higher. I'd probably go about 85%. I'm not, I'm not a completely sold it gets done. Uh, this is, when Jones said the joke, that was a joke. You see, he was smiling. He meant nothing by it. I mean, he really meant nothing yeah, by it. Yeah, yeah. As you pointed out earlier, later, Mike, when he said the, uh, that he's earned the right, he was dead serious. And you rarely see him talk 100%. like that. He right, was, he was, he was that was a different Jerry Jones. He was he was pissed. He, was you know? he doesn't want people saying he's, 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 he's right. I'm not saying Jerry Jones is right about being pissed. Um, I don't think he was right about making the joke, but it was a joke. I mean, it was it was an obvious joke. And it was kind of funny, you know. But it was, it was a stale joke. It's, we see we, this is this that joke is made a thousand times about uh, stuff like this. Is Zeke really worried about Paula taking his job? I mean, come on. And you know, don't 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 play stupid with me. We all know you. Everybody knows. Jerry Jones knows you're a Hall of Fame running back. Paul is a, a jack. He's just a guy. You know. So I just like, get personal. Like so offended on both sides. No, this is, this, is, this happens all the time in the negotiation. It's not getting personal. People just want to act like it is. All right. It's it's really right. not. The I'm offer with was made. That was made the offer I, a couple of days later. I don't think it's personal. No. Okay. This is, this is business. This is business as usual in the NFL. We see this over and over and over. He again. didn't say anything. What's going on with Melvin Gordon is much more. Is much worse. Ath- they lowball athletes Gordon. are prima donnas. <laughs> and by the way, we honestly don't have any idea if Elliot was upset. We only heard that the agent said yeah. he was upset, which that's exactly. his job. By the way, I agree. I agree with that. Right. Yes. That's exactly that. right. Elliot, Elliot the agent has to say that Zeke's upset. Right. Mm-hmm. Elliot may have been Even like when he heard it. Because if I was Elliot, I probably would have been like this. Funny asshole. You know, yeah. that, that sort of thing, and just brushed it off. Now, one thing that was interesting, Elliot did retweet uh, from yesterday. Yes. I believe it was Very from good, uh, yes. Joe Thomas, the uh, offensive, Joe former Thomas. offensive lineman for the uh, Cleveland Browns, that you know, a player of his ilk should, go, should set the market for the next salary, blah, 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 blah. The problem is, you know, Dallas has him for two more years on contract. He's not one year away. You know, this is before, before we even talk about the franchise tag stuff. You know, Dallas isn't a, you know, it's not like he's one year away. He's two years away from uh, being a free agent. He's gotten in trouble over and over again. He's not the same as other people. He's been suspended for six games. You know, so he doesn't have quite that same leverage. If he was a good two-shoes player, I think, once again, this would be a completely different conversation. 
But the fact that he's two years left on his contract, the fact that he's gotten in trouble with Goodell, gotten in trouble with the NFL, just got out of it, right? And we now we find out the guy was blackmailing him uh, as far as the Vegas case. Uh, still, it doesn't make you look all that great. You know, the Cowboys were the not, didn't lowball you. They offered you number two. So you yeah. might want to uh, keep that in mind, Elliot. You're not, you're, he's not going to win the PR war. No way. Uh, but I think the biggest point that George has made here that I agree with, and, and Joe, you, I think you've, you're sort of in line with this too, you can't really comment on it until you know what the parameters of the deal are. The Le'Veon Bell thing, right, that right. went around the block so many freaking times with people saying, ah, he's a prima donna, what does he expect? And then you start learning the details of the deal, and it's like, oh, they really only gave him a one-year deal. And if he gets hurt in 2018, if Le'Veon Bell signed that deal and tore his ACL again, they would have cut him, and he would have had nothing left. So you could say, well, he didn't really get much more money long-term from the Jets. You know what he got? He got $27 bucks for the next two years, and he's good. Like, I think he's really comfortable with it. And if I were him, I would be too. Maybe he thought it was going to be 40 Maybe he's not the highest-paid running back, but whatever. He's going to be 30 with another extra $27 bucks, and there you go. Here's the tweet from Joe Thomas that Zeke Elliott tweet retweeted throughout the course of nfl history if you are the best player at your position or clearly one of the best when you re-sign a second contract with the team that drafted you you usually beat the highest paid current contract at your position by 15 to 20 percent and he's not being offered that right now so clearly his off-field indiscretions are impacting this negotiation in some way how could they not if you're the Cowboys, you have to protect yourself on some level. But obviously there's precedent there, Joe Galena, that maybe he should be getting paid a little bit more because that's the way it's been done. Or certainly that's what the agent's going to argue. If Joe Thomas knows it, I'm sure the agent knows it. Yeah, uh, I agree with you. I mean, uh, is he the best? I mean, you got uh, a CMC. He got uh, Barkley coming up. I mean, but yes, definitely one of the top three backs in in football deserves to be compensated. But there's that funny little thing that he signed that he's on the contract to play for three point eight five million this year. Uh, I, I get him being upset. I get the fact that the running backs don't have a long uh, shelf life uh, life in the NFL. So. You see both points here, you know, in a way, out of the contract, but in another way, you know, he's just one of the top three backs in football. Yeah, he's right up there. Uh, George, percentage on Melvin Gordon getting done by week one. Oof. I might go the exact opposite of what I put on Zeke. I'm, I think you're right. Less than yeah. that. Ten. They lowballed him. He's pissed. I don't think he's showing up to week 11. And this is his last year. In there. This is the last year yeah, of this deal. I don't think he's showing up. I think, he, I think he's, he's got two left. They, they did low ball. They have uh, guys behind him. They think they can win with Eckler and uh, Jackson. Not the same backs, but good enough. He's not going to be there. All right, folks. Joe and George are going to take you to hour number three. I'm out of here until next weekend. And then it's weekend wagers after that. Thanks for listening. Talk to you again soon. Be sure to follow all our social media at FNTSY Sportsnet and at FNTSY Radio. And now I'm tweeting about you, bruh. Message and data.